0: Hello and thank you for joining us for the Commonly Create Wealth Podcast, Small Midcaps Edition. My name is Marcel Myers, and I'm a portfolio strategist for Century Funds. Today on the podcast, we have Evan Rodbank. He's a senior research analyst and we'll discuss why it is important to diversify away from Fang M, in what environment he sees small midcaps outperforming, and he'll highlight specific companies he likes over the next six to 12 months. But before we get started with questions for Evan, I want to provide you with a quick performance update for the Century Small Mid-Cap Income Fund. Quarter to date, which is as of end of November 12th, the fund is up 7.7% and handily outperforming the TSX, which was up 3.5%, and the S&P 500, which was up 3.9% during the same period. The Small Mid-Cap Asset Class and the fund are supported with more clarity on the outcome of U.S. elections and vaccine progress with positive readouts from Pfizer. Despite a pickup in COVID cases as of late, investors are starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel, and we're seeing a rotation away from growth and tech to value cyclicals and small mids. Key contributors for the Century Small Mid Cap Income Fund included consumer discretionary sector with Great Canadian Gaming, which is a casino operator, industrial sector with Cargo Jet, which is an air cargo transportation services company, and healthcare sector with Cigna, which is a health insurer. More specifically on the Great Canadian Gaming, which we're very excited about, on November 10th, the company announced they had reached an agreement to be acquired by Apollo Global Management for $39 a share, valuing the enterprise at $3.3 billion. And this bid came at a 35% premium to Tuesday's close. Great Canadian Gaming operates 25 casinos in Canada, primarily in Ontario and B.C., Uh, And and the industry is highly regulated, forming high barriers to entry that allows incumbents to earn attractive margins and returns on invested capital. The company has been more challenged in recent months due to COVID-19 pandemic, resulting in locations being closed or operated at a very limited capacity. And as highlighted in our bi-weekly update, check this out, bet on the house, we believe headwinds caused by the pandemic has resulted in shares trading material below the intrinsic value implied by long-term earnings power of the business. We believe the bid validates our thesis on the company's attractive competitive position and long-term growth potential. And as it is a approximately 4% weight in the Century Small Midcap Fund, this bid is a material positive for the unit holders. So moving on for questions for Evan. Evan, why is it important to diversify away from FANGM?
1: Hey, Marcel. So Fang M did extremely well during the lockdown as tech solutions and e-commerce was viewed as highly necessary and the market was willing to pay a high multiple for certainty in terms of uh, on revenue and cash flow. Currently, these are, I would consider these businesses to be priced between fairly priced towards the expensive side, but I do think they remain an important component in a diversified portfolio. We do own these companies in various weights in our Century U.S. Growth and Income Fund and our Century U.S. Monthly Income Fund. However, I would note that we are underweight around 20% of the portfolio versus around a quarter for the S&P 500. I would also just note that in my opinion, uh, the valuations are more stretched among companies that are being valued, like they're going to be the next Facebook. There's a lot of optimism in the market around the future earnings potential of some of these unproven business models with investors willing to pay a high multiple unexpected revenues. Small mid caps offer a different investment profile. These are often undercovered by the street, focused on parts of the economy that has yet to recover, and they operate in domestic niche markets. They're very under, undervalued and underfollowed by the street. There's very limited ETF ownership, and we think this presents a lot of compelling opportunities.
0: That's great. Evan, in what environment do you see small mid-caps outperform large-caps, particularly names and style that you subscribe to in century funds?
1: Yeah, so I think, generally speaking, early stages of a new economic cycle, small mid-caps tend to perform very well. I think with further positive news from uh, players like Moderna and others that are in the vaccine race, Ah, uh, potential rollout of a vaccine in the hopefully in the first half of next year, and further reopening of the economy as we learn to live with COVID nineteen uh, will be positive for the space. I would note that small businesses employ a disproportionate amount of the population, and there's a great deal of fiscal support for these businesses, as well as a lot of monetary stimulus that is helping to keep the cost of funding low. And some of this is translating into strength in the housing markets, uh, businesses that are like, they have a little bit more clarity that there might be a light at the end of the tunnel, which I think helps their ability to kind of spend on CapEx, which helps these size of companies quite a bit. And we're seeing auto and retail picking up as well. And no one really has a crystal ball. So this is why we like to barbell, but a few sectors that should do well, Uh, consumers are always willing to spend. This pandemic has really shown that and people not able to spend on leisure and travel have diverted that spending uh, somewhere. And a lot of cases that's tended to be into household renovations and other discretionary goods. Uh, We think healthcare should fare decently well as procedure volumes begin to return. And for a lot of industrials, they've taken a lot of costs out to be able to survive this crisis. And as they begin to layer on an increasing amount of revenue onto this lower cost base, we think the incremental margins will be quite healthy. And the last thing I would just note is the majority of the S and P 500 return this year has come from a handful of mega cap companies. And as things improve, I expect a lot of these small mid cap companies that are trading at depressed valuations will begin to be noticed by broader segments of the market.
0: That's a key point to mention. Uh, now, Evan, can you highlight a few companies helped by the Century Small Midcap Income Fund that you're particularly excited about over the next six to 12 months
1: and why? Absolutely. Uh, so one I would call out is Brookfield Business Partners. This has been a holding in the Century Small Midcap Fund for some time. And this is the private equity arm of Brookfield Asset Management. The business trades at a significant discount to our estimate of Net asset value. And I, we believe there's a number of catalysts to close this gap in the coming 12 to 18 months, such as a potential sale of Westinghouse and operational improvements at Clarios, which has been the private equity manager's largest investment to date. Another name that we like is Morno Chappelle. The business provides human resources related well being services, pension and benefits consulting in Canada, the US, and internationally. The customer relationships are very sticky, which provides the business with a high degree of recurring revenue that has kept their fundamentals healthy throughout the pandemic, and the business is now returning to organic growth. With a number of new contract wins announced and a healthy sales pipeline supplemented by M&A, we expect this business to perform quite well in the coming year. And we do like the defensive aspects of the business that we think will help them perform well, even if there isn't the same economic improvement that people seem to expect. The last one I would call out is Colliers International. Colliers is a leading global provider of commercial real estate services. The market places a large emphasis on the more cyclical side of their business, the lease and sales brokerage, while largely ignoring the stability of the outsourcing advisory and investment management arms that form about 50% of the revenue and nearly 60% of the business's EBITDA. Management's actively focused on increasing the recurring side of the business. And as a result, we expect this to become a larger proportion of the company's cash flows over time, even as we see a rebound in the brokerage side of the business. Colliers has been taking share and actively consolidating smaller players in a highly fragmented market. And we really like the incremental returns on invested capital that this strategy has been able to generate. And we think there's a very attractive runway for the business to continue that path. Last thing I would note is the insiders are very aligned with shareholders. They own around 21% of the company. And we think this alignment sets the business up very well for the long term. That's great.
0: Evan, thank you for joining us today. And we appreciate your bottom up insights. For the listeners, if you want to know more about Century Small Mid Cap Income Fund or other Century Funds, check out CA.com. And join us next week for another update on Century Funds. Thank you and have a great day.
2: This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing.